There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Get the Netflix Special. Do any of you guys know what no. I'm referring to? Um, Do you not have any beehive in here? Oh, yeah, yeah, the homecoming. Ah, nice yes, thing. I'm looking forward to that. Right. So, as you can tell, we're joined by some special guests. Would you like to introduce, introduce yourselves? Hi, my name's James Barber, and I'm the writer and creator of a new web series called Flatcher. Hello, I'm Sean Cowlishaw and I'm one of the actors in Flatshare. Hey, well thank you guys for coming on the show. As you guys have already realised, uh, we're not joined this week by Kashmir, she was unable to make it. But you know, we thought we'd bring you some amazing people instead. Not, obviously, not like replacing Kashmir, but you know, just, <laughs> just, just, just give it. I didn't want to come into the studio by myself and just chat shit, so I thought I'd bring you some amazing people in this week. So, yeah, welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt. Um, and let's get straight into the show with Word of the Week. So, obviously, whenever we have guests on the show, we always ask them to give us their motivational business and give us some something inspirational for the week that us and our listeners can enjoy. Who wants to go first? James, okay, I, I was uh, with my mum yesterday because basically we have like days where we get together and we watch inspirational shows. Oh, cute. Yeah, like we usually watch like Elania Fix My Life. <laughs> wow. Like, <you> know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that bitch can inspire people. Exactly. In her crazy ways. <laughs> <laughs> deep stuff, deep stuff. But uh, yesterday we had a, a Red Table Talks day. Oh, okay. Yeah. What so one we did you watch? Oh, we watched literally about five oh, or okay, six yeah, yeah, episodes. Yeah, because yeah, my mum hadn't watched a few yeah. um yeah and there was a moment in the show where jada pinkett smith said you know before you check somebody else check yourself oh that's the word and that really resonated with me because i feel like we've got this culture now where people are always trying to check other people mm-hmm. but it's like you need to check yourself first, mm-hmm. and, fo- first and foremost you know so um yeah that really resonated with me does that resonate with you sean yeah, yeah, it like it resonates a lot because mine's pretty damn similar actually. Okay. So yeah, I saw this um, spoken word poet online like ages and ages ago, and um, there's a little extract from the poem. Mm-hmm. It was basically love yourself like yeah. you would love someone else who you're in love with. Yeah. Which is like heavily relatable yeah, yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's so true. I think people neglect themselves so much and they try and be people pleasers that when they yeah. kind of check back in, they don't really know who they are anymore because they've yeah. been such a people pleaser. So I think with that, yeah, just. Keeping yourself important, yeah. looking after number one. And how would you, how would you both apply that, like each of those separate things which are interlinked? How would you, uh, Sean, apply that 
to yourself um, actively doing it? I think com- um, compromising. So if I don't want to do something, mm-hmm. I just, I won't do it. I think mm-hmm. before I was so willing to please people, even if that meant doing something that I didn't really want to do or yeah. almost wasting my time by doing something I didn't want to do. It just kind of, well, I guess it was void, man. Like, mm. So whereas now I kind of evaluate what I want to do and whatever I do, as long as it's following that path or that goal that I've set for myself, then I do it. I don't yeah. I don't kind of waste time anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to use my time as productively as possible. I want to do what makes me happy. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you are you. It's great loving well, and looking after other people, mm-hmm. but unless you yourself aren't completely whole, and I'm not saying I'm whole, I'm far from that, but I'm getting there, I'm getting <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I'd yeah. implement it. Yeah. What about yours? How do you check yourself? Oh, um, someone else. You know what? For me, I'm learning how to kind of slow down a little bit. Um, I think I've sort of been, you know, just working a lot. Just obviously working on the show. Mm-hmm. It's been. It was a big launch, and I think I sort of neglected myself a little bit. Yeah, it's easy to do with work. Exactly, you know. So Even I if think, it is something you do love and that makes you happy. Oh, absolutely, and I think, you know, I'm learning the art of like self care. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you know, being creative, but also making sure that I'm taking care of myself in the process. 100%. Yeah. Because I think also, like, I kind of felt a little bit disconnected as well, just from myself and like my own truth. Whilst working on the show? No, no, just just recently, actually. Okay. Yeah, just because I've just been working so quickly, you know. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I mean, therapy is great. Yeah, <laughs> it is really, really good. Exactly. You know, just to kind of reconnect with yourself and your 100%. truth. And again, to check in yeah. and see what's really going on and, and be truthful and honest about that. So I'm sort of retuning myself with that yeah. truth. Dope. Yeah. Well, guys, this week, just check yourself and love yourself. And mm-hmm. like Sean said, they're kind of both the same thing because yeah. like parents do when they're checking their kids is from a place of love so essentially well we hope so anyway but like if you're checking yourself ideally you're showing yourself love by doing so Mm because you're doing it to make yourself happy make yourself better so Mm. yeah i'll take that in into this week so i hope you guys enjoyed the word of the week from our guests so how were your weeks we'll start with you james how's your week been Ooh. <laughs> um it's it's been a lot. I like for the last couple of weeks it's been a lot happening. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh just all at once, you know. Um but it's all good. I feel like everything that's happening in my life at the moment is about pushing me towards living my truth more. Yeah. And you know really um following my passions and you know um not compromising. Mhm. Has it been f- everything to do with flat share? Flat share and other stuff. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about that just yet. <laughs> it's under wraps. Keeping it Beyonce. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, Sean? Yeah, it's been good, man. It's just been super, super busy. Um, okay, that's good. Busy's good. Only day off was Saturday, but yeah, just kind of the side work getting the money in i do a uh, role play work with the police as well so we did oh, that for two really? days yeah 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 okay what does that involve um i mean it's not as glamorous as it sounds when i tell people like they imagine me descending from like a helicopter <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, but like uh yeah i can't really say too much but yeah. um yeah it's basically just a big training program for police officers and they're using uh they're using actors to come in and just role play scenarios to help them 
I okay. guess qualify. Mm. So do you generally play the criminal? Um, no. Um that's probably all I can say. Okay, man. Um, okay. <laughs> well, secrets of people I'm saying today. Alpha team, stand down, stand down, Alpha team. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been super busy, but um, yeah, giving enough time for myself and giving enough time to work on my own stuff as well. So, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, my week, the most exciting thing about my week is I bought an espresso machine. Nice. I, yeah, I feel like I've personally made it. I feel like I'm better than a lot of people now. I feel validated by that machine. Every morning I wake up, I'm like, yeah, mum and dad, be proud. Yeah, yeah, it's super dope. This is not a sponsored thing at all, an ad, but they've actually got a deal, and I'm just sharing it with you because I'm just so nice. Mm. But you can spend one pound on the machine and then pay, I think it's either 25, 35 or 45 a month for 12 months. And that money doesn't even pay for the machine. It goes into like an account, which you can then just spend on coffee. So... I spent £36, because I drink quite a bit of coffee, mm. a month. So I did 36 £1 for the machine, and then £35 goes into my account, which I could just spend on coffee. And I've already bought, like, I think it's 40 coffees, and that was only £15. I've still got another, like, 20 quid left for the month. It's not that bad. Like, mm. you th- I thought Nespresso was going to be, like, hundreds and not affordable, but I get, like, a flat white every day from Costa, and that's, like, £3.40. In 10 days, up. that's already 35 quid. Mm. And I've spent a pound extra and I've got a whole Nespresso machine in my house making me feel nice things every morning. I love, I, mean? I, love, I love how quickly you delivered the story about how much coffee you've got in your house. <laughs> so now I've got an Nespresso machine, I'll be able to do this and this. And this. I've, had, I've had a coffee today, that's why. <laughs> <right. It's> <laughs> but other than that, uh, no, my week's been, my week's been uh, good. Uh, as like, I feel the listeners know, I kind of went through it like over the past month with like, feelings things uh uh but no it's going so much better right now mm. i'm in a good place and yeah it's been a nice week not as nice as Kashmir's. Kashmir's actually got a boyfriend right now so she's oh. been single for a long time yeah and she's been getting mm-hmm. nice things <laughs> <Hey, you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not quite there yet but i'm hoping yeah. maybe this week i know i'm joking right i'm not joking though but anyway <laughs> no, good week. you never know busy i know hopefully we pray in the name of beyonce but we'll see <laughs> Mm. Right, so let's get into my segment, Miles Measures. Right, so this week... No, that's a lie. I don't even know my own show. So it's time for Melanin Magnificence. So who does your Melanin Magnificence go to this week, James? Mine goes to Terrell McCraney. Okay, who's Terrell yeah, McCraney? T- okay, so he is the writer of Moonlight. Okay, yes. Yes. Um, and he basically has a new show coming out on Oprah Winfrey's network. Come on! Yeah. And for me, obviously, as a writer, I look yeah. up to him. I actually met him um, a couple of years ago, and I was a bit tongue-tied. Like, really? He's quite cute as well. Is he, <laughs> well, is he, Brit- is he British or is no, he American? He's, he's American. He's American. from Miami. Oh, yeah, Miami. Tall, dark and handsome. Nice things. <laughs> I bet that nigga speaks Spanish as well, because in Miami Ooh. they will be doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's multi-talented. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I told him about Flatshare, actually, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was I was a little bit too starstruck, to be honest. <laughs> I was a little bit like, I have a new web series, and then, yeah. It kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, kind of went. But, um, yeah, he's got a new show coming out, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see it. What is the show? Uh, well, it's kind of loosely based on his life. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like a coming of age story. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, it just looks really interesting, mm. and because um, he's cute or because it looks interesting. No, it looks. Or a bit it, of both. Lo- it looks really like emotional, right? You know, because his with his writing, he really wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was reading an interview with Michael B. Jordan, who's um, producer, and also nice things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a producer on the show, and he was yeah. saying that when they were pitching the show to different networks mm-hmm. like Netflix and different places, like every time they'd pitch it, like Terrell would cry um, in the in the pictures because he was so um, like emotionally attached to the mm-hmm. whole story and really put his heart and soul into it and. I love a man who just, you know, like wears his heart on his sleeve and yeah. like is really, you know, vulnerable and emotional. Because yeah. you, you see it in, in his work, you know, yeah. things like Moonlight. So I'm excited to see the show. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Who does your Melanin Magnificence go to? Uh, mine goes to my cousin, Jess. Oh. So a couple of weeks ago, I went up to Birmingham to see her and um, it was basically about a year anniversary because she became a paramedic just over a year ago. Oh, and I think as, as far as professions go, like she's willing to leave the house get in a van and save someone's life. It doesn't get much better than that. So yeah, I'd just like to give a good shout out to her, give my love, like appreciation. So yeah, goes out to Jessica. Nice things. All right. So my melanin magnificence this week goes to a young lady, a young queen by the name of Vanessa. On social media, she goes by uh, inspiring Vanessa. She is a motivational speaker and an entrepreneur, uh, she already has a, She already has been nominated for many different awards, and as a, and she's also won international multi international. Right, let me get this together. <laughs> right, so she's already an international multi award winning motivational speaker, a successful YouTuber, artist, and she's an author of two books. The first is uh, the Five Secrets to Public Speaking Success, and then the second Vanessa's Book of Quotes. Uh, inspiration on the go and she also has uh, an audio book uh, The 12 Keys to Success um, Vanessa is 12 years old and British wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> her mother is ex- right <laughs> this makes sense now <laughs> so uh, her mother is extremely proud and she didn't want to shut down her dreams because she was too young often we get told oh you're too young to do this like wait until whatever and her mum was like, no, like, I'm always going to be with her when she's doing her bits and bobs online, because online can be wild. Um, but yeah, little girl Vanessa um, had to say that I have, I also have a YouTube channel, which I've been doing for around the same length of time that I've been doing motivational speaking. And I've had the chance to visit different countries like Slovakia, Kenya, Malaysia, Bali, and even New York City to do speaking. Living their best Babe, life. you're 12, <laughs> and you're just out here killing it. Like, you don't even have a GCSE yet. I don't even think you've started studying for GCSEs, yeah. and you're yeah. already just wow. slaying life with your books and your audio books, and you're traveling to Bali and Malaysia. I've never been to either of those places, and I'm a whole big, big 27. <laughs> That's amazing. It sounds wow. like she's got, like, the queen's nose or something. Right, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's amazing. You're like the 50 people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> So yeah, my melanin magnificence goes out to you, sis. Well done, Vanessa. Because she doesn't even... One of her aims this year is to start speaking to children more. Because most of her talks are to adults. So she's she's like, I just want to start speaking to the youth because, you know, they're the future. I'm like, sis, (laughs) where are we going? What does your mum feed you? Oh my So yeah, my uh, melanin magnificence goes out to uh, Vanessa. 
Wow, babe, making me feel like a pile of shit on a Monday morning <laughs> doing all this. But continue inspiring the boys and girls. Um, and yeah, give her a follow. Uh, she can maybe inspire you this week uh, at Inspiring Vanessa. Yeah. I think that's so amazing. I think we need to hear more stories like that. Can you imagine? Yeah. 12, 12. fucking years old. Yeah. I was just trying to catch all 152 Pokemon on my Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let alone traveling to Bali, New York to do motivational yeah. speaking to adults. That's crazy. No words here what I had to say. She's anointed. A real, a real anointed <laughs> girl. Anointed. You get your life. Anyway, it's time. For, now it's time for Mars Measures. Jesus. So this week, uh, so Jesse Smollett, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, are you familiar with Jesse Smollett? Nope. No, I'm that guy. Okay, so so Jesse Smollett is an actor, uh, mixed race, uh, mm-hmm. is mixed race is just like, I, I don't so. know. I think it's mixed. Yeah, yeah. mixed race actor mm-hmm. who stars in oh, Empire. Oh, is that um, yeah. the scandal between him fabricating the story? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah you're with us. <laughs> I'm with you now. So you're aware him. last week the charges were all dropped. Yes. He yeah. had yeah, 16 yeah. Uh, counts, uh, <coughs> felonies that were he was charged against. They've all been dropped, um, but the state has now s- said that he needs to pay $130,000 within seven days, <laughs> lol, uh, which is basically like 100 grand in pounds, uh, to cover the investigation's costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the charges were allegedly dropped because Smollett paid $10,000, a bond payment, I don't even know what that is, um, and carried out community service, according to the prosecutor. So, what are you guys' thoughts on this? On the whole scandal, first off? Do we believe be, uh, him? Is he innocent in your eyes? Is he guilty? Do I don't you... know. It's such... <laughs> now, that, now that I'm on the right page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's such a broad thing without knowing all the facts. It's very easy mm. to develop an opinion, but... I don't know, when you haven't got all the facts, it's such yeah. a difficult thing. And I think I think punishment-wise, I think financial punishment to someone like that, I mean, I don't know what his bank balance is, but I'm well, assuming Well, uh, he got paid, I think it was just over 20,000 per episode yeah. on of uh, Empire. And I think they're on season... I stopped watching that. That got too much for me, that yeah. show. Yeah. But they're definitely beyond five seasons. Mm. And each episode, each season has about 10. Yeah. So the maths, as well as all the other things yeah. he's doing. Like, I mean, it's... I think that's a bit of a slap on the wrist for him. Yeah, I think financial punishment is yeah. such a... Well, it's, it's, it's not a punishment. Yeah. If you get a speeding ticket and it's £60 and you've got £60 in the bank, then, you're going to feel that. Yeah. You've got six mil in the bank, you're just like, OK, I'm just going to cool. speed off back to the original Do you know speed. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I think financial punishment is something that isn't... Although that money might go somewhere good, let's yeah. face it, it probably yeah, won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They need to. They need to. They need to remember. I mean, obviously, the publicity that he's now got is something yeah. he'll never forget. But yeah. I think more community service or some kind of incarceration. Mm. I think he needs to be punished for that. And a financial punishment is just. It's just a tap with your card. It's not. Because but, if he yeah. is mm. innocent, number one, why would they ask him to cover the cost? Because yeah. that's mm. wild. Yeah. And mm. why would he have done community service? So. I think he's guilty. Me too, I, I, I was talking to my mum my about it yesterday, mm-hmm. and. I just think what he did, it just does such a disservice to like, you know, like black gay people who, let's say, might actually get attacked. And like, if they go to the police now and say, this happened to me, they're going to be doubted. This is all in the head from Jesse. Exactly, because he got so much support from like all these celebrities. Everyone. I even did a little post me. Yeah, yeah. I I even did one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? 
I was thinking about it, but then everyone else was doing it. I thought, I'm not going to do it. No, I wish I didn't. Because the way I had to delete that post real quick. (laughs) (laughs) When I found out he knew the brothers that attacked him and paid them. Jesus. You know, so, yeah, he's guilty. And I think that, I don't don't think he'll really recover from it, to be honest. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Like, that's, it's a lot. Even though, like, people like Taraji P. Henson, she's uh, co-stars with him in, Mm. in, in Empire. She's come out and said that, you know, we still stand by him. But then there are people, mm. there are news outlets that have made it clear that not everyone there does. Mm. And, you know, we had, not the Oscars, what was it recently? The NAACP Awards. Mm. And what's his name? Was it Kevin Hart? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I think. Or was it Chris Rock? Chris Rock. It was Chris, it Rock. Was Chris yeah. Rock that said yeah. a few jokes yeah. and <laughs> cussed him out. The news people made it seem like he really went in on Jesse, but I don't think he did. He said no. something along the lines of, oh, he's not Jesse, Jesse to me anymore. Yeah. He, we're taking away the U, he's now Jesse, and just mm-hmm. small, small things. But yeah, I think he did it. And like you, I feel like he, uh, Sean needs to be punished. But then again, mm-hmm. this whole innocent until proven guilty thing. Like where do we go if nothing gets proved? You never got this. Yeah, nothing's been proved, proven. So it's just. A bit... I don't know, but like you said before, like if he's doing uh, community service. Well, do you know what like... I mean? It's all a bit. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mm. But then you know, some people are saying as well, like you know, look how many stuff that like white people do in America and they well, get away with it. Like so. Well, <laughs> yeah. So we... Donald Trump isn't t- <laughs> tweeting about those, but he hears right. about this little black boy doing wild things, and he's t- tweeting about mm. it. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. That's obviously in between saying well, the sound of windmills causes cancer. Do you know what? Why? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Google so, that. Oh, have a look. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What else has been happening? Oh, that's boring. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, Solange. Okay, so Solange was meant to perform at Coachella, which is actually happening, I think, in like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Have any of yeah. you been? I've not been. No, I no, love that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In the grace of God. But yeah, she was meant to uh, perform, but it's yeah. been cancelled due to major production delays. Uh, so the R&B star was originally uh, given two slots on mm-hmm. two different days to do a set, but she's cancelled it. I think she made the right decision. She's obviously got backlash, not just from fans, but just from people in general saying, oh, why you shouldn't have cancelled? I bought my ticket because of this. But who wants another fire Festival? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not prepared, <clears throat> what would you do as, as creators? If, you, if your name has been on something, like on the poster, like you're there, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's like a week or two weeks before, would you cancel if there were production delays? Or would you, what would you do? Well, I think I'm a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. so I'd want everything to be just right. Yeah. But I'm also thinking, are there other issues why she cancelled? Well, because you know... Because obviously Beyonce had last year, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on her to, like, top. This is what I was thinking, And can she really do it? Yeah. And as much as I... Mental health as well. Sometimes checking yourself for her might have been, do you know what? Exactly. Let's just not do that, because I don't want depression for three years after this. Right. (laughs) And I I think Solange is a more sensitive sister... Mm. She's a cancer. <laughs> is she a cancer? Is She's she a cancer? Yeah. Oh, so cancers. yeah, very emotional. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think, I think personally that I think she got a bit too. She got a bit afraid. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I can top my sister's performance. Mm. I'm guessing you saw Beachella. 
Of course. Sean, did you? No. Many times. You did, right, I'm going to send you the link. Actually. <laughs> let, let me say, like, like, I'm, I'm not even long. like a big Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Okay. We'll talk about this Because <laughs> I don't I mean, want to change who I give the belt to James. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like from Destiny's Child, like I remember, you know, seeing No, No, No when I was like, you know, little and... Yeah. I went straight to Latoya. Like Latoya was. To Latoya. Yes, yes, Latoya. Why for? Yes. What was she giving you? Please, I really want to know. She was the prettiest one. Lies. She was. From where? (laughs) Latoya. Yes, Latoya. And then it was Latavia. Your joke. Yes. Wow, you, I, are, you I root always, for the underdogs. The that's under, what, the that's underdogs, what I'm saying. Bro. I root for the underdogs. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. Have you watched Greenleaf? Yes, I know. She's yes, trying on that. I no, love Greenleaf. Yeah, and she killed it. She you did. Get, and you I, know what? I saw she the potential is. from No, No, No. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like Lat- what's it, Latoya, yeah, yeah, she really enjoyed singing. Mm-hmm. And it was her passion but it just was not her calling you know like that no it was her calling are you sure because her first solo album went to number one in the in the r&b billboard charts it was was just called latoya oh was it really okay (laughs) creative but you know she's actually released three really good you know solo r&b albums i do like the song which are underrated torn you no not yeah, torn, torn and yeah. then regret. Regrets with Ludacris. Otherwise, I don't know. But I sympathise with her because... Everyone does, babes. You know, no, let me tell you the reason why. Because I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when, you, when you're a black female ah, singer... Yeah, go on. It's hard to really stand up because Beyonce's the one. you're just killing it. <laughs> exactly. And if you're not Beyonce, you don't get the promotion. On par. You can. Even if you've got talent. You, but there's people out there getting promotion, I think. Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia. Yeah. Girls that can really sing, but they never Scissor. get the same promotion. Even, even Scissor. She's, she's good, but she would never get the same promotion as Beyonce. Why is that? Because there, there's this mentality that, that there can only be one. But let, no. <laughs> there is. I agree with you. However, Beyonce never used to get that kind of promotion. From back in the day. They never got that kind of promotion. It's, it's taken her craft, di- diligence, and per- and, con- and consistency with her gift to now have that kind of leverage to get that kind of promotion, promotion and those kind of endorsements. I don't feel like the girls, male or female, and across all, not just singing, across all fields, I feel like people... have Because we see people like Beyonce getting so much recognition, recognition and so much... Uh, drive and power behind them and their products or whatever it is that they do, they expect that off like straight away. Whereas they forget that Beyonce, you know, started singing when she was like eight and hasn't stopped, and she's a whole thirty-nine now. Thirty-eight. Yes. 30, Thirty-eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that anyone's like, counting. Uh, but yeah, I feel like these uh, these people they come out and even if they get signed and they get a deal or something, they like expect it to just happen and get millions thrown behind them off straight away. And mm-hmm. it's like that's not the case. Like you like prove yourself and the f- for dancers, actors, everything. And Beyonce's done that. She has, and I think she's worked very hard to get where she is. What did Latoya do? <laughs> she's also worked very hard, <laughs> and I I have more respect for her because again yeah. she's an underdog. 
Yeah. She got kicked out of the group by Matthew Knowles. Yes, he And did. she still came back, released three solo albums, and has launched a successful acting career. She... And I'm here for it. She did, do you know what I mean? she did nice so, things. You've got to give it up for her because she's resilient. No, we do. We do. And even Beyonce sh- said her name on TV once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I'm like, Let me I'm tell you, Beyonce was photographed with Latoya and Latavia back. Do you see the pictures? Yeah, I she, think so. This is like that was lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice November, You know, because Unity. she had to give thanks to the girls that helped her to get where she yeah. is. Thank you. Because for Destiny's BBs. Child, there will yeah. be no Beyonce. Uh, I agree with that. I really do. But yeah, that was a nice. <laughs> <laughs> She was just here like, yep. yep, yep. <laughs> up on my 40 winks, I'm back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Speaking mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, girls that might not have, not, not, not might not have made it, but like girls we haven't heard from in a long time. So mm-hmm. do you guys remember Ashanti? This yeah, is Ashanti. Yeah. yeah. So she was seen on social media dancing in some big shower, like a room which just had, water coming from it and she was in a bikini and she was dancing to her old song Rain On Me yeah oh that's a that tune song? that was a tune and the video's amazing I still I can't watch even, it oh yeah the, the blue, slow motion yeah and the guy in and she's outside the, the the house and yes she, she and the guy's cheating on her remember yeah yeah <sighs> men are trash anyway <laughs> the know, detail right? <laughs> the detail he was wearing a checkered shirt size 10 trainers <laughs> There were two versions of the video. <laughs> were there really? There was, there was the acting one. And where, then the, yeah. Yes. And then there's all my, especially just like grooving more. Exactly, yeah. nice things. But yeah. she's, yeah, teasing a uh, remix <laughs> of oh, the really? song. Oh, really? Yeah. It was posted to her Instagram story. You know how you can like add music now to stories? Mm-hmm. You yeah, James, yeah, 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 of course. King of the stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was already there, like listed as, like it wasn't just in the oh, background. Really? So it must be available. I don't know. I didn't. Was it good though? I couldn't really hear that much of a difference, mm. to be honest. But maybe I need to go back and listen to the original yeah. and then listen to this. But yeah, so she might be coming back, you know, well, doing I, I diligence. Know. I've got problems with R&B at the moment, to be honest. Well, what is R&B right now? Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't feel like what it really... It? It's not really here. But I'm, no. I generally listen to like old school stuff. If All I am, um, Or like Tamar. Tamar Braxton, who I'm not even with sticks. Tamar. Ah. Uh, yeah, I've listened to her stuff and I'm like... And you're not with it? No. Really? It's, it's got nothing on Tony. No. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Tony's classic. Tony's classic R and B. Legend. Legend. But the vocals, even Tony Tony has even said, We all know Tamar, you have the better voice. Mm, Range, control. (laughs) Tone, however, Tony knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Hence her name's probably Tony. (laughs) Because she's got all the tones. So yeah, Shanti's going to be coming back with some a remix. We don't know if this means more music. Hopefully, it does because I liked, I really used to like Ashanti's stuff. So her first album was good. Uh, which one? The first one. Yeah, yeah the mo- the most recent. Happy. Yeah. It's tune. It was tune after tune. Yeah. It was the most the only new album that she did with only you mm-hmm. on it. The rest of it was tra- I don't really remember the rest of the stuff, but yeah. only you was a good song. And then the rest was just like you've been asked to make an album and the <laughs> deadline was soon that you had to just <laughs> do yeah. the things. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, what else has been happening this week? Coronation Street. Oh, I got a are doing story nice with that. things. Inform me. Oh, do you want to introduce? Okay, that, so yeah. Coronation Street has been out for fifty nine <laughs> years, uh, and it's only now that they are having their very first seasoned melanated black ass family on the block called the Baileys. Called the Baileys. Mm-hmm. I've got people in my family called the Baileys, you know. Is it? Yeah, like my grandmother's side of the family, they're called the Baileys. Uh-uh. Yeah. But let me tell you the story. Come on, tell, tell the story. <laughs> so basically, I, I I knew about this story months and months ago. Of course you did. <laughs> I bet you couldn't talk about it, could you? So you can't yeah. do justice. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> so basically, my mm-hmm. best friend's husband mm-hmm. is one of the writers on Coronation Street. Nice And thing. he's responsible for introducing this family. Is he white man, black man, He's Asian? White. My best friend's black. Look at my, allies. And my best friend was like, "Look, we need we need to have a black family in Coronation well, Street. It's about time, you know." Because we've been here for quite a long time. Exactly, fifty nine years. The show's been That's going. That's crazy. And it's only now they're getting the first black family. Can you exactly. imagine? Wow. They were afraid. Well, yeah, I can't even really. But yeah, they were <laughs> afraid to do it. You know, because it's like why, it's, why a risk. Have, it's a risk. Why is it a risk? Because I think you can introduce one. <laughs> as in one person yeah but if it, which they have done one Jamal yeah <laughs> Akeisha exactly one but, but a whole family, family they're like, might Ooh. be too much for middle England you know do you think that's to do with the writers then like you said your friend's a uh, white mm-hmm. guy how many oh, yeah, yeah. how many do you, we know if there's any black writers on that team they've left oh oh wow yeah. for that very reason <laughs> not not for that very reason but <laughs> Come on, give us the tea. Give us the tea. (laughs) Sorry, putting you you in the corner here. I think, obviously, you know, if you're a white man, Mm -hmm. you know, in the writer's room, it's a lot easier to push certain storylines. That you relate to. That Or or people of colour, do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. versus being a person of colour, saying, I want to see more of this. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they're more, they're more, you know, they're more open to hearing it from a Mm -hmm. white man pushing that. I wonder, why, why do you think that is, Sean? Why do you reckon? I'm not entirely sure, if I'm honest. Mm. Like, it's it's a difficult one because I don't know where the problem itself originates from, mm. why they'd be so hesitant to put a black family onto mm. the TV show. Racism. Because it's been, yeah. it's been going on. Me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. been going on for so long. And yeah. obviously, you know, like, there's people of every different colour and creed within yeah. these countries. And if that's an accurate representation of a town yeah. within this country, then surely they should have done it a very long time ago. Well. And it seems to be, I don't know whether it's coming from worry that they'll lose viewers. Mm-hmm. Any kind of backlash surely would be quelled immediately because yeah. it's bloody ridiculous. Um, so for me, it's just about finding that origin behind the racism, why people like that aren't being, aren't being cast. Why, why there hasn't been a black family in 59 years. Can you imagine? Mm. It's I don't even watch, do any of you watch the show? No, I, no, I used watching, to. So, but, um, yeah, I, when yeah. I was younger. Mm-hmm. I, might, I might tune in, you know, just to see well, what the Baileys are saying. Just <laughs> <laughs> tune in with the Baileys. Well, there was a story <laughs> I was supposed to say. So basically, oh, yeah. it's a family. Yeah. Um, there are two sons. Yes. One of them is called James. Mm-hmm. And footballer, right? The footballer who comes out as gay. Yeah. He's based on me. <laughs> Are you joking? You're... I'm, I'm being serious. He's really? Me. I'm, I'm not a footballer, but it's, yeah, that's where the name comes from. Because I know, saw I it, it and I saw and James, I, I was like, mm, is that like they've not so been my friend check? Told me. Are you getting your check? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should. <But> yeah. <laughs> I like called up my mum. I was like, mum, guess what? 
Nike I might watch it for the very first time. Yeah, I think. Are you gonna tune in to see, or you're not really fast? If I'm honest, not nah, really that not fast. Really fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you not nah. not bothered either. Although I might watch one or two episodes. Yeah. Just to see. Just to I just want to see their scenes. <laughs> so if you can ask your friend to send yeah. me like when in the show so I can skip the nonsense okay. and just yeah. go to the Baileys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might even not even say I'm watching Coronation yeah. Street. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm watching the Baileys tonight. Yeah. watching the Baileys? <laughs> <laughs> Spin off. <laughs> right? <laughs> Better call the Baileys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, like oh. James did say, there is a storyline about uh, a 19-year-old footballer who will come out as gay in the upcoming storyline. Um, yeah, so the show will... Ex- it's, this is from, I think it was BBC or something mm-hmm. like that. But the show will explore themes of racism and homophobia in sport with the mm-hmm. family, made up of Edison, the father, Aggie, the mother, <laughs> and their sons. Why are you laughing, Aggie? <laughs> because... <laughs> your ma- is your mum called Aggie? No, no, okay. no. It's loosely based on my friend's mum's okay. name. But yeah, I won't say any. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then their sons, uh, James mm-hmm. and Michael. Michael. <laughs> wow. You so really who's, know who Michael, James, who's, who's Michael, James? Who's Michael? <laughs> <laughs> who's Michael? You're laughing like you know as well. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know whether to like... Con- yeah, I guess thank you, Coronation Street, mm-hmm. for, you know, letting us be seen. Um, but I think also, you know shame on saying, you for like, taking a long time. But I think also what you were saying, just like the fact that you might actually watch it now because <laughs> there's a black family, <laughs> I think just points to like, you know, the the power of like representation. A hundred percent. And why it's so important. A hundred percent. Because that's why I haven't watched it because I don't see myself in it. Yeah, well. And even, <laughs> I feel like they did, this probably comes down to the writers being all white. I don't mean why, uh, yeah. But like, I think it is really good to get this, you know, the rhetoric out there about homophobia mm. and... Um, uh, what was the other thing? And racism within a black family. But again, they've used they've used sport. Mm. I uh, what am I what am I trying to say here? I had a point and it's just left. I feel like I don't want to say it's a cop out because it is a, a something that probably happens with many in many families that it comes out mm. in sport or whatever. But I do hope it just I hope it doesn't become focused on oh he goes to you know sport classes and experiences things there but instead focuses on the um the patriarchy and the setup of a black family and how race not racism because well Mm. actually sometimes racism can be in Mm -hmm. a black family but mainly homophobia within a black family unit Mm. how that is uh cultivated and almost like maintained and never really dealt with but i just don't know how you know a white writer would be able to write that down because mm-hmm. what do you you come from a white family you don't come from a black family and also where are the black gay writers that can really James oh. James oh. James <laughs> Wait, send them right. your CV please right. <laughs> you know we're we up, need yeah. I know these things we um, do. otherwise we're gonna get, get we're gonna Still, we're going to keep getting the same narratives. Of course, because yeah. I'm fed and up that's, with hoodies. And that's what I keep seeing. And knives. And I think even, like, I'm starting to see more black gay characters yeah. in TV shows, in theatres. But, like, when I look to see who's a writer... Is, is Jonathan so, Smith. You know, it's Russell T. Davis. And mm. it's, like, they're usually white, you know? And it's, like... <clears throat> you know, I, I think you can create, like, 
you know, black gay characters and mm. be white, but it's like, oh. You have. But then you look at Terrell McCraney and what he did with Moonlight. Yeah. You know, the reason why it had the impact that it had is because it was written by a black gay man well. talking about his experience mm. as a black gay man. So it had that emotional punch yeah. to it, you know, whereas, you know, someone who doesn't come from that background, yeah. they're quite limited in what they can do. Now, I'm going to speak from ignorance now because I don't know, but... and. No shade, but shade where we're shade do. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch that Netflix se- series, uh, Sex Education? Education? How did you know? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> You've not seen no, it? No, no, I didn't I saw it. the first yeah. episode and no, checked no, out. No, oh, yeah. My watch list is huge, man. It's there somewhere. Give me two, yeah. I, I got to it. Yeah. I watched the <laughs> first episode and yeah. checked out. It was a bit, like it was, nah, it just wasn't for me. But there was mm. a one black gay character in yeah. that who was just team too much. Very I didn't good. believe it. Yeah. He annoyed the fuck out of me. Sorry, Tyrell, I know that's your friend, yeah, but it was too <laughs> much. I, as an actor, couldn't go on and do that mm-hmm. and watch it back and be like, yeah. Because it was just so calculated, mm. stereotypical, and it was almost panto-like. Mm. Um, what, was it a case of a couple of boxes are being ticked here? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's make him black and let's make him camp and... Uh, it was just so one-dimensional as a character mm-hmm. and I just thought, nah, it's not believable and I don't... Whoever wrote this is doesn't care about this character mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the background and his story and who he is is just, like you said, Sean, a box. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. a black gay person called, done. So yeah, we need yeah more of those things and hopefully, like I said, uh, when I watch the Baileys, I'm gonna... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll speak about that on... Whenever they come out, when does it? When does it? When do they make their appearance? I think June. June. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some time. And then finally, uh, we were teased this week by the Queen, uh, not even by the Queen directly. <laughs> uh, Netflix just decided to put out a little tweet with a a yellow background, yellow, yeah. <laughs> just like that. That's why I wore my yellow jumper. Yeah, and it said Homecoming. Yeah, uh, Sean, as you're unaware, last year Beyonce uh, impacted the world, uh, the yeah. universe, yeah. Uh, with a amazing performance mm-hmm. at Coachella. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a, an hour and a half set where she, you know, gave you Spanish songs. She gave you trap. She gave you rap. She gave you R&B vocals. She even gave Bashman. you opera. Bashman. She was That's giving what, you Dirty yeah. Wine. She was yeah. giving you choreo. Mm-hmm. She gave you costume changes. She, the bitch, even changed her nails. How does between. that even happen? That sounds like an F1 tyre change. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she did. Yeah. It was a t- it was a two hour set as well. Two hour set. Was yeah. it live vocal? Either way, it's phenomenal. But was was she supposed to do that, or did she just kind yeah. of stay yeah. there? Even can you imagine? Like, so you're, right, so you're gonna do yeah. um, <laughs> you're gonna do crazy in love, yeah. uh, then baby boy, and then you've yeah. got post Malone on. And she was like, okay, cool. Two hours later, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't like even that. put it past yeah. that girl, you yeah. know, because well, they they would not turn the camera off her. That yeah. could, no, but yeah, she. Um, is allegedly, it's rumoured that, this actually has got nothing in, to do or mm. on paper with Beyonce, but we all, we all know it is. The colours, the fact that it's homecoming, the theme mm-hmm. of the performance was homecoming, the HBCUs out mm. there. Um, she's also got a clothing line out called Homecoming, mm. uh, which also uses the Roman numerals that she's got. And uh, it's supposed to be like the lead up to the performance and like some backstage stuff. Mm. Uh, she's a bitch. She's an absolute bitch because it took... It's a year. It's been over a year now. So she's giving us backstage clips to her performance that she did a year ago. And still we're happy. Like, if that would be anyone else, (laughs) you'd be over it. 
But Beyonce, we're just grateful. Yeah. Even but though Beyonce it's a year is later. a perfectionist as well. Yeah. And she ain't putting out nothing if she ain't no. happy with it. 100%. I'm still waiting for the Miss Carter World Tour DVD, but that was five So, yeah, I'm very fucking excited about that. That comes out on the 17th of April, which is in nine days. Uh, not counting, but yeah, I will be counting. watching it as well. I will. I will. I'm having a party that my performance, house. I watched it <laughs> I multiple nice. times. Nice. <laughs> Feel free to come. Sure, you guys come. There'll be liquor, there'll be okay. food. All right. And there'll be... Hopefully, Beyonce. Can you imagine if we all get there and I, it's some like Taylor Swift shit? Like, <laughs> I will be so vexed. Or you get there and there are production problems and she Do just. Do you know spent. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're able to put out. So, yeah, that is um, all for Miles Measures this week. Is there anything I've missed out that you feel like we should talk about that's happened this week? Sean, you've been. I mean, I feel like my, head, my head's been in the clouds all week because I haven't yeah. heard anything. What about you? Anything? Not that anything I can think of that you've missed out. I know that that, that on my timeline, I've seen a um, a rapper. I think he's a rapper married Mm. to like something, Lauren London or something like that. Black guy, he was shot. Uh, They've just arrested the killer. And everyone in Nipsey, yeah. I thought he was British, but he's not. But even loads of Brits, like my whole timeline is full of everyone Mm -hmm. being like, RIP, he was great. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, RIP. Um, I, I, I don't really know. I, I didn't want to bring this up, but <laughs> bring up. Come on. okay. I never really, I hadn't really heard of him. I'd never seen that face, you know, because I kept on seeing on my timeline. Yeah, I was like, who is this Nipsey guy? Yeah, but recently there was a story that came out um, that basically he made a really homophobic, homophobic comment last year on his Twitter. Mm. Apparently, he came out and apologized for it, but I was a little bit like, do you remember the tweet? Not exactly. It was something about black men and like basically there was a gathering mm-hmm. for black men. He was saying how powerful it was that they had all come together mm-hmm. to like, you know, stand up or whatever. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, and then he made some comment about like, oh, there wasn't any gay guys there or something like that to kind of bring it down. And I was just like, oh, yeah. And it, I was a bit disappointed with that because the way they've been trying to hold him up is like, oh, he was like this really you know, inspirational figure. And I'm sure I'm sure he did inspirational yeah. stuff, but then he also had some really problematic mm. views on like gay yeah. people. Not surprising. I think I think one thing that we do need to do and we've noticed this recently with people like R. Kelly's still alive, but like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I feel like and Keisha, I if don't know if you you said mm. you heard the episode with Keisha, <laughs> she did mm. say and I think she even referred it to yeah. the Bible about how you can and you should remove the talent mm-hmm. from yeah. The person, and I've always been against that. I've always yeah. been like, no, like I'm just not going to do it. Period. But at the end of the day, every single fucking human mm-hmm. being is flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can s- simultaneously be impactful, positive, mm-hmm. as well as being a dickhead. Like mm-hmm. that's definitely not necessarily impactful and fucking inspirational, or whatever. But like, I know I have good points, but I can definitely be a dickhead mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So it's just about if if we never put anyone up there because they're a dickhead no one will ever be mm. up there if that makes sense mm. You're but right. definitely You're condemn right. for the homophobic shit mm. but clap for the nice things you did mm-hmm. but yeah I don't really know yeah. so that's what I'm not really because I don't know you, you create your own reality when you listen to a song yeah. it's, it's them telling their story but regardless to what that's about you make it relatable yeah. to you so yeah I totally agreed with Keisha when I heard that yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that separation is yeah, yeah, I, I agree warranted. with her, but I can't listen to R. Kelly's music anymore. I mean, I still, I know, I know, I know, I, can't I can't. And I grew up, I'll listen I grew to Michael. This is what I don't get. So, do you listen to R. Kelly? 
still? No, not really, no. And is it because of that, do you think? No, I haven't listened to him for years. Yeah. Like, to me, to be honest, even back the, the, yeah. yeah. I'll listen to Michael. Happily. I'll listen to Michael. Mm. Do you listen to Michael still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. because I don't believe the guys who made the claim. See, me, so. I don't know. But it, it's come up recently that apparently the timeline or something was flawed. Exactly. The two guys that were on the documentary was yeah. flawed. Yeah. Me, I don't know. All I do know is that he was sleeping in bed with little children. And that, regardless, <coughs> is problematic. Yeah, he was But I was still... I yeah. even went and watched th- Thriller last night. Mm. Yeah. By the way, thanks, Ebony Clark, for those tickets. They were nice things. <laughs> but yeah, I, under human nature, it would still be a vibe. So mm-hmm. no matter what. Even if it does come out and there's like a literal video of him doing whatever... Not nice, but I will still listen because mm-hmm. that is your. I'm not worshiping you. I'm worshiping your talent. If that makes sense, yeah, well, I'm not yeah. enjoying you as a human being. I ain't yeah. never met you, but mm-hmm. your talent I've met and I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that is it for Miles Measures this week. Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um... This week, we are not joined with Kashmir, so it gives us more time to get to know our special guests on the show. Um, so, Flatshare, which is Flatshare, um, which is on YouTube. All yes. the links will be in our description. So, we are indeed joined as um, they introduced themselves prior in the episode to you uh, by the creator and one of the leading actors who plays Omar in the show. So, um, first of all, I would like you to tell me, James, uh, when did you start your creative journey and what crucial steps have you taken to get to where you are now with um, this web series? Um, well, I did a media degree <clears throat> and uh, initially I wanted to be a journalist. Okay. And then when I completed my degree, I worked at CNN for a little while. Oh, cool. And I was, was that in the UK? Yes, in the UK, okay. yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, a few of my stories were picked up. And um, <clears throat> but I, I I found quite quickly that it wasn't the path for me. <laughs> so I moved to the BBC, and then I. How was that? That was interesting. It was interesting. Um, I, I sort of worked um, for um, Newsround. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and um, yeah, and a few other shows. And yeah, it was an interesting experience. Mm. And I sort of left feeling a little bit disillusioned with television. Yeah. Um, so I spent a couple of years actually working as a hypnotherapist. No way. A counselor, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to do something <laughs> no, completely different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> Hypnotizing you the whole time, <laughs> but yeah, I went really deep with it. Actually, I had an app, a hypnosis app, and I used to do workshops. And Your own practice. app, yeah. Wow, what is that called? <laughs> is it still available on Apple? I think it might. I'm not sure actually because it's been like a few years. <laughs> what was it called? It was called. I think it was called Mind Cleanse. Mind Cleanse. Yeah, Ooh, sounds yeah. classy. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I did that for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, I just started writing again. Yeah. I wanted to kind of get a bit, a bit more creative. And had writing always been your passion? Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. So it stayed with you kid, through everything? Yeah, I used to like write stories mm-hmm. and they'd be like really deep stories as well. Like I'd be like, you know, nine or 10, I'd be writing about, I don't know, a kid who's lost his mum through cancer Mm-mm. or a child who was being bullied and felt like yeah. an outsider. It was quite deep things. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I kind of went to journalism and then that was my kind of storytelling yeah. thing. But yeah, I've always kind of been immersed in some kind of creative thing. Yeah. And what what made you, what ticked in your head to want to create this story that you've given us, this really mm. interesting an informative story, yeah. uh, flat share. What what triggered that? Is it based on true events, or where mm. does the, where did that come from? Uh, well, the well, flat share is kind of loosely based on me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, particularly um, the character of Omar. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, a friend of mine approached me and was like, "You know, would you want to do a web series together?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be amazing." Mm-hmm. And um, basically, we started working together on it. And then we discovered that actually we had very different ideas of what the show should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up going off and, and um, writing the show. It took me about a year to write it. Uh, that seems quite quick, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it felt like a long time, to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, I, I had never written like a scripted show before. So this was your so first time? This is my first time. And you'd never studied it? No. 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 So, so you can do, so to anyone out there listening, essentially, you don't have to have studied anything. Exactly. You this you didn't have a any experience in this. No, wow. I think I think the most important thing is to have a story. Yeah, and I think that's what I had. And <clears throat> you know, creating the show was quite organic because you know I was just writing about myself really. About Omar, yeah, who's here with us today. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, uh, same question to you. So like, um, uh. Yeah, so when did you start your creative journey as an actor? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what crucial steps did you take to get to where you are now, having just played Omar? Um, well, I guess as a kid, I was always uh, an attention seeker. And let's face mm-hmm. it, as an adult, I still kind of am. But, <laughs> um, so I've always kind of been very extroverted, very loud, very mm-hmm. jokey. And um, I guess acting was a, was a vessel where I could focus all of that yeah into not that everything else wasn't productive but into something <laughs> productive mm-hmm. um so kind of started in secondary st- school you know uh, little shop of horrors yeah yeah school. yeah i played the plant it was fantastic yeah. Just got to <laughs> sing backstage, come out at the end and take a little bow but um 
No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the performance aspect. I enjoyed the family unit that you create when mm-hmm. you do a show or, or anything. Because um, you've done theatre as well as uh, film, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then, yeah, after that, I joined some Amdram groups, did some musicals. Some were great, some weren't, but you learned nevertheless. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, basically ended up with this kind of Amdram group that was focused more on acting. And mm-hmm. then I was told about drama school and I thought, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, let's give mm-hmm. that a go. And then, yeah, ended up going to Guildford for three years. Oh, cool. Um, when yeah. did you graduate, by the way? I graduated 2012. I'm trying to work out when I... I don't know whether I would know anyone from your year. Let me know. If anyone yeah. comes up, yeah. shout them over. Cool. But um, yeah, to be honest, after graduating, it's just kind of finding my feet took a hell yeah. of a lot longer than I thought. But once that kind of happened, work started coming in, it's mm-hmm. kind of that typical roller coaster of high points when you're working consistently and then low yeah. points when you're just like, I need to find something to do. My yeah, tax yeah. return's coming. What do ah, I do? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, that's pretty much it, really. That's where it came from. Cool. And how did you guys meet? Um... I reached out to Sean. Yeah, you did. Okay. Basically, we had about a month to start filming, and we had someone else playing Omar. Okay. And so I had to find someone real quick. <laughs> you had someone else playing? That yeah. was not Sean? Yes. So you did your own little Matthew Knowles? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, it was hard, but I had to do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we had to make some replacements, um, <laughs> and it was it was tough. It was yeah. really tough because <clears throat> not not just replacing the original person because he, he was basically away. He, he was in a plane in the states, um, mm-hmm. but it was hard to find like a man of color mm-hmm. who didn't mind like the character being gay, basically. Okay. Yeah, like I, it was really hard to find someone who felt comfortable. And where were you, yeah. like, trying to source actors from? Just online. Like, on social media or, like, Spotlight or, like... Yeah, what? like, Spotlights. Yeah. Mandy. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. But um, when I met Sean, it was perfect. Like, yeah. Like, you know, just... Yeah, it was perfect. The connection there was like, straight away. Dope. And yeah. how was that? Or did, did you, like, audition or, like... Yeah, it was, like, yeah. um started off with a self-tape. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was all very rushed. Kind of got the script through, but really kind of warm to the scripts and that's that, I mean that's the main yeah. reason I wanted to do it like yeah. the script is strong you do yeah. it it's a natural portrayal so yeah I did the self tape and then mm. um, yeah obviously James and Grant were happy with how that went and that did I come in an audition or was it off the no it was just a self tape oh, yeah. the self tape okay. was amazing really I watched it so many times I was like this is Omar need, this, this is, is Omar. Omar yeah I I uh, I noted you said uh, finding a character finding an act that didn't yeah. mind that the character was gay yeah did you struggle? Did you? Yeah, did you actually struggle? Because I, I get guys that would say, "Oh, how gay is he?" <laughs> or do I have to kiss? Well, him? yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like he likes yes. men? Uh, kind of very yeah. gay. Like just yeah. yeah. And then not I said, like a half a gay. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not just on the weekends. On a scale you know? of one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then I send them back a little sample of the script. Yeah, and then they go real quiet. Okay. Wow. They're not ready. Not, Blacklisted. Yeah. yeah. Cancelled. Yeah, so it was tough to find the right person who was willing to go yeah. there. And so uh, I'm presuming that you asked, the majority of the uh, men, male actors you were asking were heterosexual. Yeah. Heterosexual. Well, yeah, yes. But, you know, it's hard, obviously. Obviously, you can never tell. tell. Of, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're looking online. Okay. Yeah. 
How interesting. And so how was that for you then? Did you see any like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this or did you see a challenge and go, oh, this no, could be interesting? Like, uh, it's the same as any script, regardless to what orientation, whatever the character is. Mm. If the script is strong and I feel like that piece will further me in my career, it's a piece that I will enjoy, it's yeah. a piece where I'll meet great people who are like-minded, I'll do it. Yeah. If the script, if the script was rubbish, then I'd be Sorry, like, no, I'm not doing this. Why right. are you not doing this? Right. Because that won't further me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it didn't bother me because I read it and I thought this script is good, the character's great, like, let's mm. get involved. Mm. And cool. I think that's why the self-tape kind of happened so organically because you read it and you can kind of see it. It's, it's there for you. The hard yeah, yeah, done. yeah. Um, what was the hardest or most challenging thing about this role with Omar for you? Um, for me, by far, it, as... As a straight guy, I wanted yeah. to represent a gay guy, but I didn't want it to be over the top. I didn't want it to be cliche. I didn't like, want that, it to be like that one from Sex Education. Sex Education. You outed him, mm -hmm. but yes, you did. <laughs> that was yeah. That was that was the biggest worry. I didn't want to. I didn't want to offend, upset, typecast in any kind of mm -hmm. way the people who were the most relatable to this show. That was by far my biggest worry. Yeah. By far, yeah. And did you? Because there's been lots of talks, but not necess not necessarily to do with um, sexual orientation. But there's been talks about, oh, especially in the, the states, they're like they're getting all these British actors to play this, and mm. they can't do this. Or why are they getting a, a Chinese person to play a black girl? Mm. Did you ever think, oh, I might not be able to do this role because I'm actually I'm not gay. Um, do you think that is, and also you as uh, uh, as essentially the casting director, mm -hmm. did, did you ever find both of you answer that question? Mm. That I think it's, I think it just depends on the character, the, mm -hmm. the person who comes in and auditions for that role. Mm -hmm. If they do the best job, if you see them as that character over everyone else, yeah. to me, like if I was casting a show, that's how I would cast it. Yeah. I think whoever delivers the best performance, whoever's put in the most amount of work beforehand, I mm -hmm. think those are the those are the deciding factors for me. Yeah. I think if you've worked the hardest, then you should reap what you saw. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a tough one for me because I was in all the auditions and you know we had a few guys that came in to audition for Omar mm -hmm. who were straight and they did him in a really kind of camp, overly stereotypical way and I was just like, oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Um, and that was a constant thing. Like, it was so hard to just Almost find caricature. the right... Yeah, it was a caricature. And then I, I kind of felt like maybe in order to have, like, a really authentic representation of the character, maybe we just need to get, like, a gay guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and then we did. Um, but, yeah, obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> okay, yeah. But we found Sean, who was yeah. able to really get it and nail it. So mm -hmm. it all worked out in the end. At the end of the day, like there are times when in that argument or that discussion about, oh, this person isn't that, mm. I feel like it does, to some extent, have some weight and it should definitely be considered. But mm. the job role and myself as an actor is to act. It's not to be yourself. You're not mm -hmm. getting interviewed. Mm. The job essentially is to lie on screen mm. or on a stage. Mm. Acting. So you employ the best actor. So if it... Mm. it I, that's when it comes down to almost disregarding the fact that this person isn't a Muslim or this person isn't gay or this person isn't X, Y, and Z. If you can act it, like you said, whoever puts in the work, mm. that is the, who I think the job should go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, what, was, what was the hardest thing for you then uh, in uh, putting this out there and in, in the whole process? What was the hardest thing for you to do? The whole or thing. To go through it, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> 
I mean, I completely underestimated how hard it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I think when people think of a web series, they think, oh, you just do it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, of, oftentimes it's low budget. But still, like, you're creating something without any kind of structure mm-hmm. and with less than half the resources that you would have if you were creating, like, a TV show. Yeah. So it's really tough. We did a crowdfunding campaign. Oh, really? Um, about two years ago. And then we raised enough to film a pilot for the first episode. Dope. Um, and then after that, everything fell apart. Oh, <laughs> not so dope. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. the actors went off, you know, on one and, you know people in the production team started dropping out and it it got to a point where I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to really happen, to be honest. And it was just really devastating because all these people had donated, you know, like yeah. my mm-hmm. friends, you know, people of my family and like other people, loads of people donated mm-hmm. all across the world. Yeah. And I didn't want to go back to them and say, you know what, it's not really going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after they've donated, so... You know, despite the fact that it got really tough, I was like, I need to find a way to make this happen. How did you continue through that and come out the other side? I think a big turning point was when I met Grant Taylor, mm-hmm. who's the director of um, Flatshare. Mm-hmm. I think, d- despite how hard it got, I think when you have just one person who's like, I believe in what you're doing, yeah, let's run together, you know? <laughs> just having mm-hmm. that one person who will run with you, I think that was what kept me motivated. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was the most enjoyable thing about this whole oh, process? Oh, uh, definitely when the first day we we started filming. Yeah. It was really surreal. I was like, oh wow, this is like finally happening. And it's set in years. Peckham, so South, right? It's set in Peckham. And do you we didn't film in Peckham though. You, oh, <laughs> I was going to ask. I know you filmed in like you were saying when you filmed in Streatham. You didn't film it. Okay, you didn't film in Peckham. No, we wanted to, but we couldn't find the right place. Okay. What was that down to, may I ask? Just, you know, filming in Peckham is expensive now, you know. Is it? <laughs> so you had to, like, get licenses yeah. and stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it was just going to be too much of a drama, so. Okay. Yeah. Good old Streatham. <laughs> <laughs> That's around the corner for me. Yeah. yeah. And what was so special about that moment when you first filmed? It was just the fact that I was like, oh, wow, this is finally, this is actually happening, you know? Yeah. And just walking on set and seeing, like, all, like, the, the cast and the crew. Because th- th- there were many that I'd never met before. It wasn't mm-hmm. until we actually started filming and there was, like, a whole crew there. And I was like, wow, this is and do you source? did you source that all yourself? No, that was, like, through the producer that I had and the director. And how did you go about getting people. producers and stuff like that? Um, our final producer was tough, mm-hmm. really tough. And I went through a, f- a few producers before <laughs> I found yeah. the right... Finding a producer, a really good producer, is really tough. But um, I found... There was a girl that I met, gosh, I think about a year ago. Um, she works with the Art Council. Okay. And um, she recommended a, a woman called Monica. Okay. One Monica YD. Um, and basically she produced a web series called Spectrum London. Mm-hmm. which is uh, an LGBT web series. Mm-hmm. It's mostly focused on, like, trans um, okay. characters. It's really interesting. And, yeah, I reached out to her, and she was like, yeah, she thought what we were doing was interesting, and she came on board as a producer. Amazing. Is that yeah. all just via, like, email? or yeah, email, like email. Just via email, internet. <laughs> you know, most people I found, you know, were on, like, Facebook, you know, social media. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the most... What was the most special thing for you in this whole process, Sean? Um, 
I think seeing it all to come together. Yeah. As cliche as that is. Um, I think everyone on the set, everyone on the set was amazing. It was such a tight, tight, clo- like a close unit. As soon as, mm. as soon as the take was finished, everyone was chatting and it wasn't yeah. any kind of segregation. No one was excluded. And yeah. that I really look for on a set or in a rehearsal process. Like you want to be friends with everyone there. Yeah. And ideally, yeah. Every, ideally yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's just like eating lunch and being able to talk to everyone. It's just a comfortable unit. But um, yeah, at the end, just seeing it all come together. Because obviously we'd seen little snippets in the monitors, yeah. but other than that, we saw nothing. And seeing seeing it all come together as a whole, because yeah. we didn't shoot it chronologically, mm. so the idea of the timeline was kind of obscured a bit. So seeing the whole thing one mm. to four, I was like, yes, mate. <laughs> yeah. so, even the little intro, like yeah. when you watch it on at Flapshare web series on yeah. Instagram, um, where when you watch it, like even the intro, it's just like yes, like this is the vision, like it's all yeah. coming together. It's like the unveiling of a ship before it sails. Like yes, mate. We've got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. One thing I do want to say is, um, uh, obviously, I've watched it. Mm-hmm. The production value is so yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna lie. When I first read the emails that they sent, and I was just like, oh, okay, right, let's see, let's see. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I was like, rotted. Like this, this could be on Netflix. Right. Like, this looks. <laughs> yeah. This is good quality. Yes. Uh, so congratulations. Like Thank so you. dope, and that goes across the board. Not just the aesthetics, but mm-hmm. from the acting, mm-hmm. the actors that you had, mm-hmm. the writing, and yeah, just watching it was was stunning to mm-hmm. watch. So yeah, huge props to you and everyone that worked on it. It was yeah. mm-hmm. super dope. So one thing, um, you can tell us what is the main, like the. the a few of the themes are uh, a flat share and what most did you want to get out there? What did you want people after seeing um, the series to come away and have in their, in their heads or their hearts? Um, well, obviously with Flatshare, you know, the main character is Omar. Mm-hmm. And I think what I wanted to explore with that character was the intersections between race mm-hmm. and uh, sexuality. Yeah. And just the struggles that, you know, we face as, you know, queer people of colour, mm-hmm. you know. And I think a lot of his journey in the show is about him trying to navigate white gay spaces, yes. you know. <laughs> and the challenges that comes with that. One of them was... Uh, Chemsex. Yes. Now, I actually have no... Like, I've got... No, I don't really have a clue about Mm -hmm. it at all. And I've heard about it through certain apps, uh, like Mm -hmm. Christians Connect, I call it, because I refuse to say the name. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I... No idea. So this was actually my first time seeing it when I watched... Oh, really? Yeah, seeing that space and Mm. like you said it was a a predominantly a white space Mm. is that is that the case is or are there you know like it's not always no it depends um Mm. there are lots of men of color who are starting to get into it just because it's so common now so what what is it tell our Mm. listeners what is chem sex because i thought it was like when i first heard about i thought it was chemicals and then you fuck Mm. basically like i don't know well, um, well, they're sort of parties yeah. um, that people will have usually over the weekend where gay men will meet up basically to take um, drugs. What drugs um, are they? I've heard of G. G, crystal meth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and they'll do that for No them. weed? No. no oh, okay. That's, that's not... Because the whole point... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the whole point of the drugs basically is to increase your sexual drive. Oh, okay. And to let go of your inhibitions. Wow. Yeah. 
See, me, all I need is some rare nephew. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and then I'm good to go. Yeah. But it's it's an integral part now of the kind of whole mm. hookup app culture now where you can be online. Yeah. And within minutes, someone's inviting you to a chemsex mm. party. And if you want to feel a part of a community or just feel like you belong to something, going to these parties, yeah. you know, helps you to kind of experience those things. Uh, one of the, um, I remember your character, Sean uh, Omar, saying was um, his his friend was like, oh, he, wa- he, wa- he wants to go. Omar didn't want to go. And he's like, oh my God, yeah, and you're going to catch like a load of STDs <laughs> while you're at it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing these parties, condoms aren't a thing. No, because no, you're, not, you're, not, you're not thinking about protection. Mm-hmm. You're, you're thinking about hitting that high. Yeah. You know, and it makes you lose your inhibitions. Mm-hmm. And you're not in your rational mind when you're doing those sort of drugs. Mm-hmm. So lots of men really put themselves in a lot of danger. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of basically increasing a lot of the, you know, kind of... It's responsible for the basically the increase in HIV infections yeah. and things like that. Because it's all it's all lust driven as well. Yeah. It's almost yeah. mindless lust when you're under the influence as yeah. well. So yeah. And how was that for you to play that, especially that that scene, that episode, really? Um, because it was I'm such... guessing you'd never been to no chemsex party before. <laughs> so that was no. all. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do straight people do chemsex parties? I sometimes hold the camera. Uh, <laughs> um, I think. It was fairly kind of easy because mm. how I felt as Sean within that environment was very mm. much how Omar felt in that environment. Yeah. It's kind mm. of, he wanted to be there to support someone, but all in all, it was very kind of awkward. to seeing these things, yeah. mm. seeing people take drugs. And if you're not someone who who does drugs at all or yeah. even does it a little bit, just seeing that is like, okay, so that's well, happening mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of very kind of hands-on all over each other and yeah. there's a scene where he gets hit on quite heavily by someone yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. And although Omar's awkwardness comes across as quite funny, the underlying theme is that he's actually struggling to get away yeah. from this person and he's mm-hmm. kind of laying it on really hard. So mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it's very educational nonetheless. Like, yeah to know that things like this happen, because I didn't have any idea. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought, oh, great, like, a, par- a party, that sounds fantastic. But then when yeah. you dig down and see the reasoning behind it, it's escapism. Yeah, You're not enjoying yourself, so you go to these things to enjoy yourself, to yeah. take drugs, to have sex. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, I mean, it's all hearsay, but I mean, in the morning, I don't know how you feel after something like yeah. that. Would you go straight to another one to keep that ball up there? This is keep, it, the, yeah. Keep the bar high. Yeah, so it's incre- incredibly dangerous, and I think it's definitely something that needs to be mm. needs to be talked about more often and shown yeah. in, in shows like this. Um, in in terms of uh, things like protection and stuff like that, mm. was that something that you wanted to use um, flat share to like get across to the not just to the LGBTQ community, but to just anyone because this is for anyone mm-hmm. you can watch this yeah. be gay straight by whatever mm-hmm. and learn not just about things that happen within the lgbtq community but mm-hmm. also friendship circles and the mm-hmm. racism um which is interlinked uh mm-hmm. to this really good piece um what the fuck am i getting at what what is what was my question um about protection yeah protection mm-hmm. and um yes we'll start with protection yeah is that something that was yeah? A key? Well, well, the other gay character is Tom. Tom, yeah, and he's on prep. Yeah, um, which is a big thing at the moment yes. to protect you from getting HIV. Although there are cases where some men 
are taking it and they're still catching it. Oh, see, I've not even... Yeah, oh, because you have to take it properly and some men are not always taking it properly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it was a tough one for me because what I didn't want to do as well was I didn't want the show to come across as being preachy. Preachy, 100%, exactly. which it doesn't. yeah. It doesn't, which is great. Um, so I was quite careful of that, particularly mm-hmm. with the chem sex and, you know, there is obviously, obviously things around protection and consent. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I hope that it's it's not too... Yeah, preachy. It's, it's not preachy at all. It's not yeah. preachy at all. And in terms of uh, the racial stuff which mm. we see, there's one character in particular that leads the, um, not the march. Oh, the, the gentrification. The, yes, yeah. yeah. What, what, what made you want to <laughs> talk about that and where does that come from? Oh, it comes from the fact that, you know, I'm I'm from South East London. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my granny lives in Peckham. I've grown but, up but. in the area. Exactly. You know, and I've seen it change a lot. Usually, yeah. And, you know, I remember back in the day, I remember like when Brick Lane started to get really gentrified. Yeah. And then, like recently, kind of moved to South London, then it was Brixton. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Peckham and it's just like, wow. Like, yeah. Like, this is getting out of control. Yeah. And... I was just getting angry about it, to be honest, just because I just feel like a lot of the local people now are just being pushed out. And I think a lot of the communities that have been there for a long time, they just feel displaced. Yeah. And they don't really feel like they have a place in the new Peckham. So I wanted to write about it. And um, uh, during the the protest, um, basically they're protesting against um, a shop that's been closed on Bellenden Road. Seb's doing this. Yes. And they talk about Bellenden Road, which is a real road in mm-hmm. Peckham, which is like <laughs> really gentrified. Yeah. It's like you walk down there, it's like no black people. It's like, like in Chelsea. Yeah. Kings, right? Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Kingsway, Kingsway. yeah. <laughs> and and that's what's happened. When you go yeah. to parts of Peckham now, it's just like, am I in Peckham? You know, like, yeah. and you go to certain I bars seen or restaurants. Yeah. Seen any plantain <laughs> for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the Scotch bonnets? <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's worrying, and yeah, I guess I want to write about it. You yeah, know? Uh, one thing I did notice is that it was really good seeing uh, this guy Seb, who is white guy, mm-hmm. pushing the agenda, being an ally, doing nice things. But in the end, it takes a little bit of a turn, and he d- did a, a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, <laughs> a secret maybe, revealed. Yeah, okay, <laughs> this is the only thing I'm going to reveal. Uh, he ends up telling a bit of a lie about something. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what, because I want the listeners to, yeah, if yeah. You don't want, maybe come back <laughs> and listen to this after you've watched the series. Yeah. Um, what made, it was great having mm-hmm. him who he thought he was. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, yeah, this is good. Why did you, we then have that little plot twist at the end? What was the, mm. why did you do that? Because, okay, so initially when I first Because it almost episode, kind of made me lose a little bit of respect for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, finally, one more yeah, yeah. like, I'm here for you. And then, wow, here we go, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, characters have to be multifaceted. They yes. have to be flawed. Yeah. And when I first wrote that episode, the feedback that I got initially was like, this is really good, but it just sounds like a rant. Okay. <laughs> it's like, we know you're against okay gentrification, but, like, you need to have different you know, facets to the story. Yeah. And also, I just, yeah, like, you know, it was kind of, that whole episode was sort of um, inspired by, there was like a real protest that happened Mm -hmm. in Hearn Hill, Mm -hmm. uh, which is right next to Brixton. Yeah. um, About gentrification, obviously, in in the area. And, like, the majority of the people that were protesting were, like, upper 
like class, like white people. Yeah. And I just thought it was so interesting because I just thought the people that are probably the most affected by it are not those people who are protesting. Yeah. But they're on the front lines and they're the voices. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be interesting to kind of create a character out of that. You know, so you have yeah. Seb who I do think actually genuinely feels passionate about, you know, social justice and like helping oppressed people. But it read as he much. feels he needs to like lie about his background mm. in order to do that. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do have one question which it, which didn't make sense was when Seb took out the Nigerian food. Now, I'm caught a Nigerian. Okay. So I was here when he was listing off the things and I was like, yeah, when, what's her name? Uh, Kemi. Kemi was like, <laughs> what do you know about Nigerian <laughs> food? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah. I can't remember what reason he had, but he took yeah. out and he's like saying all the things he's got. Um, I really enjoyed that, by yeah. the way. And I even <laughs> ordered Nigerian food that night. Really? It made my tongue go. <laughs> I got Eforiro and Panda Jam. Right. Um, puff puff. Yes. <laughs> uh, but one thing, he had the, he had, not Eba, what did he have? He had Panda Jam. In fact, yeah. But he had never had no soup with it. Oh. He just had Panda Jam. <laughs> I said, with. So, if you need anyone else on the team, just for like... Yes, like, I'm like, okay. okay. So if we need some egusi, right. we need some egusi with that pounded yam. <laughs> <laughs> but I thoroughly enjoyed the Nigerian yeah. food. So, is Kemi Nigerian in it? Yes. I'm guessing Kemi's yes. like, yeah. Okay. Um, how, how was navigating uh, the scenes, as obviously Sean, being obviously, like we've learned now, you're not actually... Uh, he's, he's, he's gay, he's not, he's not bi. Because at the beginning I thought he was bi because the, the yeah, opening yeah, 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 scene yeah, yeah, yeah. had yeah. me wild. Yeah, I was like, like what? <laughs> that yeah. opening scene. Yeah. Shit. Um, Jump in the deep end. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? And then, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do too many spoilers, but that, that scene <laughs> was yeah, good. Yeah. I was literally watching it in my dressing room before. Really? Yeah. And uh, all of my, like, my other castmates yeah. were like, what is this, what is this? And I, I put them all into it, don't worry about that. But yeah, oh, really? how was working through the scenes uh, um, with um, other people? Are they all from London, first of all, I want to ask? Or do they li at least live in London? They at least Catholics? live in London, don't they? They live yeah, in London. So, Annie's from London. She's from Catford. Annie's from Catford. Catford, yeah. yeah okay, come on. Girl. Come on. <laughs> how was it um, being a part of these scenes, which, uh, which are essentially something that we are that you live through today, like, especially as an actor, mm. finding places to live and... <laughs> rent. Rent and, you know, drinking and just all the things that you were doing. How... How... How was doing that? Yeah. That, how, that, no, yeah. no, I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm on board, like... Because it's not, not, not far-fetched. It's a reality. No, not at all. Yeah. I think especially... Especially with the landlord. Yeah. Uh, that know, situation was wild. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was like can you imagine yeah it was like frustrating being having to say yes because yeah. it's so true like the houses are complete shit hole. yeah but like when you're looking for houses you look at these houses and they haven't even cleaned them yeah but they're charging x amount per month yeah and it's that was a big realization within that scene just to think mm. wow so like even if it's got mold on the walls even if a window you're doesn't work you have picture. to do it and you pay the same price for like a four bed house in right? Manchester yeah. we've got like a one bed flat that's yeah. been in a fire or something it's absolutely crazy yeah. would you guys ever like come off and be like oh like have any like personal experiences with certain scenes but oh my god yeah I've done this or like this has happened or my friend da, da, da. yeah with the landlord pretty much every estate agent I've dealt with like, wow. yeah. they're, they're vermin man like I've never had a good experience with them at <sighs> yeah. all Jesus. are you ever on the Hustle Homes 
I went on the hustle homes once and yeah. I lived with like a living landlady. And to this day, I have to wash all my dishes before I eat my food. She's got me trained, man. Wow. She was just like, yeah, just let you know, there was a uh, saucepan and a cheese grater in the uh, sink when I went into wow. it. And I was just like, With oh mature cheddar. I was eating fish at the time. I left a little bit of tuna in the plug hole and they were both vegetarian. They came down. It was almost like I'd left like a rock of uranium in the sink. <laughs> they were just like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they've got me trained, man. Brainwashed. <laughs> Hilarious. So where is this available? This is it just on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Do we plan on taking it anywhere else, or is it is this your baby? It's there, and we're going to see what happens. Or do you have? I'm talking to a few uh, TV producers. <laughs> yeah, because as you say, like the production value is just so good. Yes, it looks like it could be on television. It looks like, yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. like it, it it was or is. You, you know yeah. exactly. And we've obviously got great actors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great show. We're talking about relevant current topics yeah 100%. so why not <laughs> let's try and get it on telly so that, that's the next thing dope well yeah. if you haven't uh, well yeah if you haven't seen um, Flat Share you can find it all the links to the to watch it are going to be in the bio just underneath here we're also going to tag um, these amazing guests that we've got on show in the description below so you can go and see what they're doing uh, follow their socials uh, do you want to share your socials with us now yeah, um, uh, I'm. My Insta is I am James Barber, mm-hmm. and yours. Mine is just my name, Sean Cowlishaw. Nice um, so yeah, and is the show on socials as well? Yes, um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Dope. So um, it's time for the part of the show where we let loose a little bit. It's time for Get the Belt. So, who does your belt go to this week? Who wants to go first? Who's more... Who's... I'm not fast. Not fast? <laughs> okay, so basically... I got reminded of it yesterday. So, yeah. I was cycling over... Uh, what's it called? Waterloo Bridge. And I saw this billboard. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, a circle on it and a grey photo. And it was a picture of someone in their office just looking real, like, depressed and upset. Yeah. And then on the outside was this big yellow photo of you on, like, a beach having a good time. And it was like, um, go somewhere better. And it was advertising like a holiday destination. Yeah. And it really like, it really pisses me off that people take the assumption that they shouldn't enjoy work. Yeah. That work should be something that you don't look forward to. That yeah. going on holidays, going somewhere better. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you can't go to work and look forward to it. Go to 100%. work and enjoy yourself. Mm. Whereas I know so many people who live for that weekend. Mm. And then by Saturday afternoon, yeah. they're already dreading their Monday morning. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just that whole conditioning of you get a job, you earn money in order to have a good time. Why can't yeah. it be you get a job, you earn money, but you have a fantastic time at work, yeah. doing whatever whatever you want to do regardless of the job. Yeah. If, that's one of the first things I ask people when, like, I don't know, they tell me what they do. I'm like, mm. are you happy doing it? Yeah. Yes, brilliant. No, find something else because you're yeah. working for most of your life and who's to say it doesn't have to be something you enjoy. Mm. So, yeah, as I cycled across the bridge, was, yeah, the speed increased a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. So who does your belt go to or what does it go to? <laughs> I just want to say your belt goes to, is it the advert or the thoughts behind? So going back a bit. But 
yeah, having like, I don't know, the thought behind accepting a job that you don't enjoy. You don't have to accept that. Like you shouldn't yeah. settle for that. You should settle yeah. for something that you enjoy. Absolutely. Still haven't really answered the question, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that gets the belt. Yeah, 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 all of that gets the belt. <laughs> so who did your, what does your belt go to? Uh, a TV show. <laughs> which, which TV show? Who's getting the uh, belt? Jeremy Vine on Channel 5. Why do I know that? I know it, but I've... Yeah, it, used to be the, it used to be the right stuff. But now, yeah, I mean, I don't really do it, it's like a TV talk show, basically. Um, but I saw a clip and it just made me really mad. <laughs> I was like, I'm angry. Yeah. And it was so funny because like the morning, like the day started really well. Like I had a lovely write up on, on flat that. share. And then I saw something and I was like, oh, mm. I'm so angry. It killed my vibe. Totally. Basically, <laughs> um, uh, there's a, like a black Scottish supermodel mm-hmm. um, called Eunice um, Olamid, and basically um, she's from Scotland, mm-hmm. and she was talking about um, the fact that basically she wanted to be a TV presenter. This is like 20 years ago, and she said that there there really wasn't really a, a opportunities for her to like become you know a TV presenter because Scotland could be quite racist basically. So she got into modelling instead. And then she became a successful model. Um, and then when she was talking about this, there were two other white women on the panel who started to interrupt her and said, you know, what do you mean, like, you know, you couldn't get into television? There, there are lots of um, black female presenters. So she said to them, okay, like, name name five. <laughs> she said, name five. And, and they couldn't name any. And she said, and one of them was like, wasn't there, there was a woman, um, like, 20 <laughs> years ago, I'm um, like, <laughs> called Floella, so they couldn't remember Floella. her name, they couldn't even remember her name, but they couldn't name any, like, mm. you know, and, but they kept on interrupting her and, like, laughing at her, and it was just like, oh my That's gosh. That's guilt, that is guilt. Yeah, it was so painful to watch, it was just, like, awkward, Mm-mm. you know, and they wouldn't let her finish her points, you know, and it was just, yeah, it made me really mad. <laughs> yes. So they. The, what's the show called again? Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine gets yes. the belt. Yes. <laughs> so I will not be watching that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so my belt is simple this week. Uh, a big fuck you to Reebok. Um, you oh. fucking tried it. So my belt this week is going to Reebok because they were blessed with the opportunity to have a Beyonce, a whole Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter come to their head office Mm. to discuss a potential partnership after she'd already been going around seeing Nike, Under Armour, um, all the girls and boys. Uh, This is, I'm going to read you um, what was said. It wasn't, Beyonce hasn't said this, Beyonce hasn't commented on anything, but um, a, a man who works for Adidas who has who Beyonce's now partnered with to do some nice collaborations. Uh, yeah, summer, mm-hmm. summer 19 is going to be lit. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, this guy came on TV and said the following. So, for her, it really goes beyond that. It's more than putting her name on the shoe. It's about having an, an imprint in the company, impact in terms of diversity. I had heard a great story about how Throughout this process, in the last year or two, she had discussed with Under Armour, Reebok as well. Jordan at one point was interested in maybe partnering partnering with her. And she had a meeting at Reebok and they had a whole presentation of everything, potential products, how this could all look. And she kind of took a step back and said, 
is this the team that will be working on my product? Uh, and then somebody on Reebok's team reportedly said, yes. To which Beyonce reportedly replied, nobody in this room reflects my background, my skin color and where I'm from and what I do. So she kind of took a step back and left and then it did not come to terms. Reebok, what the fuck is wrong with you? After Beyonce's just done a whole performance on, like, using the HBCU, um, the homecoming thing, where she actually even said to Coachella, whilst at Coachella, she said, thank you, Coachella, for, for allowing me to be the first black woman to headline Coachella, followed by Ain't That Bad a Bitch. We know Beyonce's here for the culture. She's out here taking people out of prison. She's out here doing funds. She has um, a homecoming fund, which gives um, you know um, people from ethnic backgrounds scholarships to go to colleges. She's out here doing th things for black people. Like, look at, listen to Lemonade. Listen to Apeshit. Even Apeshit was, right, anyway, I'll be here for ages. How the fuck dare you not have at least one person with one little bit of everyday seasoning in their blood at your at your table at the top? How are we still in a whole 2019 and there's n there's no diversity in there? I bet they were all straight wh white men with maybe one Becky at the back mm. doing notes. I don't know. But I just think it's disgusting how you would even get to that stage of having Beyonce come to your place and you not have and, and the diversity be so whack. And I'm sorry, people are like, oh, it's not always about it's not always about colour. And, oh, you know, Reebok have people on their posters that are modelling their clothes and they're black or whatever. But it, it's not just about that. It's about the making decisions at the top. Like Beyonce said, no one here reflects me or what I want to do. So why? How the fuck is this going to marriage? How is this partnership gonna come together cohesively if no one here fucking gets it if no one here can relate to me authentically i'm not having i'm not saying have a whole room, room full of niggas for fuck's sake but at least one person like reebok like get it together they've come out now and they've said that it's not the case oh this is true we're really we're really upset that this isn't the case um we're being lied on or whatever but i don't believe that i'm not surprised by it i don't know why this man would come out here and create such a story um, so yeah, my belt goes to Reebok. I hope you sort it out. Um, hopefully she taught you a lesson. She could have really cussed you, uh, but she, she, she said gracefully what was wrong that no one here represents, and then she walked out, allegedly. I think this happened. Um, so she's in fact given you the opportunity to fix your shit up, and next time make sure you have a more diverse team, and just start hiring people that aren't always white. It gets boring. It really does. So my belt this week goes to Reebok because you fucking tried it. And you had such a good opportunity. Imagine you could have been doing nice things this year. Beyonce and Reebok. Ah. But you lost that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my belt this week goes to uh, Reebok. Yeah. Well. I heard about that as well. Shocking. Can you imagine? I was so shocked by that. Because I thought the amount of black celebrities I'm sure they've worked with. And right? they've gotten a one black person in the boardroom. Not one. Not not even for the day. They <laughs> didn't even get Keisha. I know. Tease like Keisha, just sit there. Just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Make sure you wear your hair in those braids. You yeah. know those really like those wild braids you have. Yeah, we love them. They're really yeah. colorful. Yeah, wear those and just sit like at the back and just don't say anything. Yeah. But yeah, just we really those. appreciate. That. We'll, we'll get you Nando's like on us. Lunch is on us, girl. We've got you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Maybe a pay rise. Who knows? But yeah. Do you know what I mean? They didn't even do that. I know. Shocking, Not even. Shocking. But is it though? That's the thing. Is it really shocking? Exactly. Is exactly. it shocking? 
But what's great about what Beyonce did is like, oh no, people are not standing for this anymore. No. People are not standing for it. And I hope that not only that does she fix up companies mm-hmm. and make them think, oh, we need to really do something about this, but mm-hmm. also like other influencers and celebrities. What she, yeah. she, some people I've heard, I've heard mixed opinions. They're saying, oh, she went in there, she was the catalyst and she made drama. Mm, mm-hmm. No, she stood up for what she believed in and she could have done drama. If that was Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj really wanted to do integrity, she probably would have chucked shoes and mm-hmm. all of the wild things. But she literally just stated, this isn't, I don't feel comfortable with this because of mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And then she left. Um, I personally think that what Beyonce has done or hopefully does with this is that she influences other famous people that Mm -hmm. step into these spaces to not just see the check and go, okay, yeah, 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 let me do it. Like, even though, like, I don't really get this and there's no one here and this whole Mm -hmm. setup is a bit bullshit Mm -hmm. and quite something Mm -hmm. uh, and it could be better. I hope that she does uh, influence other people when they go into these positions to go, do you know what? You don't necessarily have to walk out of it, but at least go, right, hire someone Muslim, hire someone gay, hire, like, let's make, let's mix it up. Let's let the top be a reflection of everything else in the company. Yeah. We can't just have black models on, on billboards mm-hmm. to get to get the sales and then all the people at the top are just white people making mm-hmm. money off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, just... Yeah, I hope uh, influencers and other people that are in some kind of power that go into these spaces can also feel that they have the right and the ability mm. to make a change and not just go after the check. I oh, hope yeah. so. But it Me is that well. thing of like, do you go of your integrity or the paycheck? Well, this is it. And I get everyone needs to pay their bills. I get it. Like EDF yeah. isn't out here paying itself. Right. But if you're at a point where you're being asked by, you know, people to do... To, to partner with them and, on such a grand level, I do hope that more people will be like, do you know what? Let's think outside mm. of me. Because mm-hmm. if Beyonce wasn't, if Beyonce was being selfish then, mm-hmm. she could have just been like, how much am I getting? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's Blue, Sir and Rumi eating nice for another million years. Like, yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> There's another few years. But she's thought outside of that and thought about the, the wider impact she can have mm-hmm. on the world, essentially. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, Sean, I'm a big Beyonce fan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my belt goes to uh, Reebok. Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode of Get the Belt. Once again, Sean and James, thank you so much for coming on. I'm thank so you. glad Thanks that you for came. Us. Is there anything you want to say before we leave? You've got anything coming up that you want to talk about? Obviously, go and watch Flatshare. It's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Yes, please do. Comment, like, share, share. subscribe. Tell your friends to tell yes. a friend. Um, but is there anything else that you've got coming up that you can speak about you two secret services? <laughs> no, not for me. Just, <laughs> a, just a lovely day off. Nice things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not really anything I can speak about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that. Just watch Flat Shirt. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, make sure you guys go and check out Flatshare. It's on uh, YouTube. It's free to watch. Um, and yeah, make sure you give these guys a follow. They're great. It's been great having you on. And yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this week's episode. If there's anything you want to ask these guys, um, feel free to either direct them to message them directly or email the show and we can forward things on. But yeah, go and show them some love. 
if you like what you heard, subscribe to uh, get the bell on all platforms, Acast, Spotify, all of that shit. Um, and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for coming on, guys. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Wicked, you've been listening to Get the Belt. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.